Hey, Lizards, Gizmo here. I wanted to share some of the cigars we'll be smoking in May and June, so you can smoke along with us if you'd like. For Cubans, we've got Hoyo de Monterey Double Coronas, Partagas Aliados, H. Upman Half Coronas, and Monte Cristo Open Eagle. And for New Worlds, we've got Davidoff, Winston Churchill, and Bellicoso, Diamond Crown, Julius Caesar, TAA Shark, 2023, Liga Pravada, T-52 in Corona Viva, and Davidoff, Late Hour in Robusto, with much, much more to come. Have a suggestion? Email us. Hello at loungelizardspod.com. That's hello at loungelizardspod.com. All right, boys, let's talk about our presenting sponsor, Fabrica 5. Oh, yeah. It's a handcrafted and artisan story with the strong foundation of Rob Isla from Friends of El Habano and Bon Roberts fame with Hamlet Paredes, Master Blender, and Cuban Cigar Legend. Love you, Rob. They're already fantastically priced, but exclusive to Lizard listeners, they can get 10% off Con Anazo 5-packs and 25-count bundles starting right now. Using code LIZARDN6. That's coupon code LIZARDN6. What is Carlos Anzo says it? <laughs> <laughs> you can get worldwide free shipping as well on all orders over $125 US. The website is Fabrica005.com. That's Fabrica005.com. That's right. The more you buy, the more you save. Exactly. And it's important to note, boys, the Cononazo is the same size. Siglo 6. Siglo 6. Can't wait exactly, to try it. From Cohibo. Oh, yeah. These cigars are crafted and refined by feedback from a hard-nosed tasting panel, the FOH community, and customers. That's How hard-nosed you. were you on that tasting yeah. panel? <laughs> yeah. I was pretty hard-nosed. You know, you are an elite insider. <laughs> Right. Did, did you retrohale? I just want to make sure you did. You can literally jump on the FOH forum right now and post detailed reviews that go straight to the powers that be. And you can tell Gizmo every <laughs> note that you got that he didn't Correct. from the retrohale. And Gizmo likes to get calls at 2 a.m. in bed. <laughs> Be part- <laughs> Become part of the FOH community today. Fabrica 5 is direct from the farm in Honduras to your hand, and they ship out of Miami, so there's no customs nightmare, which is awesome. That's awesome. Oh, Pagoda, you're safe. (laughs) Fair enough, you know. (laughs) Again, use code LIZARDN6, all one word, no space, for 10% off Cononazo, five packs, and 25-count bundles starting right now at Fabrica005.com. That's Fabrica005.com. Free shipping on orders over $125 U.S. Must be 21 years of age or older to order. Fabrica 5. No boxes, no bands, no bullshit. And now, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Lounge Lizards Podcast. It's so good to have you here. It's a leisure and lifestyle podcast founded on our love of premium cigars, as well as whiskey, travel, food, work, and whatever else we feel like getting into. My name is Gizmo, and tonight I'm joined by Rooster, Senator Pagoda, and Bam Bam. And our plan is to smoke a cigar, drink some whiskey, talk about life, and of course, have some laughs. So take this as your 80th official invitation to join us and become a card-carrying lounge lizard. Plan to meet us here once a week. We're going to smoke a Cuban cigar tonight, share our thoughts on it, and give you our formal lizard rating. We wrap up the recap of our trip to Cuba this week. We highlight our favorite cigar shops and lounges in Havana, and we discuss our experiences at the Habanos Festival and Amigos de Partagas, all among a variety of other things for the next 90 minutes. So sit back, get your favorite drink, light up a cigar and enjoy as we pair High West Double Rye Whiskey with the Monte Cristo, Edmundo. A Robusto tonight from Monte Cristo on the pod from Cuba. It's called the Edmundo. It's a little bigger than the Robustos we're used to out of Cuba. It's actually a different size as well, but it's still a Robusto. Uh, It's a 52 ring gauge by 5 and 3 eighths inch cigar. So compared to a D4, it's got about a half inch on it. 
and I, I think the ring gauge is about two millimeters bigger. So the factory name in, on this is actually an Edmundo. Um, so it is a little different, but it's still classified as a Robusto uh, in the retail chain. So uh, this is the, I believe, third Monte, fourth Monte Cristo we've done on the podcast. Um, I can go through some of the other scores uh, later on. But first, let's cut this thing, boys. See, we're getting on the cold draw on the wrapper. Not the most elegant looking cigar. It's not. It's a f- potato farmer grade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm, um, I've heard wonderful things about these cigars, and I've heard terrible things about these cigars. You've never had it? I've never had this cigar. You're joking. I swear. Well, never I've had, had, an I've had a bunch of these. Yeah, okay. my, dry, my draw is wide open. Did anyone else catch that? I've had a bunch of these. Yeah. Mm. You had Someone's too. tower is well stocked. Oh, Isn't God. that interesting? I've never had one of these actually. Well, I'll get He says that quite often these days. I'll take you to the You know what you, you know what it is. I'll take you to the corn farm and they have a whole bunch over there. <laughs> it is a rustic cigar. It is. It, it's it's is, not pretty. Is my meaning. Yeah. It's not pretty. So these are actually quite young boys. So we'll see if we taste the youth in them. Uh, these are GER, which is a provincial factory from July 22. The cold draws nice. It is. It's wide open. Wide open for me. Yeah. Tobacco and very Slight hint of fruit. Is anybody suffering on draw? No, mine's got a bit of resistance, but it should hopefully not be a problem. Same here. You good? Okay. I feel like it does taste similar to like a Monty too. It's nice. On the cold draw. It's nice. You know? I'm not getting much on the cold draw. A little dried fruit maybe at the most. Just a tiny bit. A little cedar. Cedar. That's it. All right, boys. Let's light this thing. The Monte Cristo Edmundo. Again, 52 ring gauge by 5 and 3 eighths inches. It's a Robusto, a little bigger than the other classic D4 RAS Epicure number two out of Cuba. A little bigger than those, but still a Robusto. Uh, and like I said, it's our fourth Monte Cristo from Cuba we're doing on the pod tonight. So, Someone's flame is very loud. Yeah, coming in really hot. Is that mine? I don't know. That's me. Senators flexing over there. Senators oh, yeah. flexing. <laughs> it's pretty nice right off the light. Mm. Right. Happy with that. Yeah. It's a good start. I do like the extra half inch on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, you know, if it were to take a, a RAS or a D4, <laughs> you all right over there, Bam? Good. A half inch. Yeah. Uh, if it, you know, if you were to take a RAS or a D4 and add an extra half inch, I think that would even make those cigars even more perfect to give you that extra 15, 20 minutes. But um, I do like the size. I do. So what are you guys getting on the uh, on the light? Tastes very Monty to me. Yeah, very Monty, but it's a very um it's not like extraordinary. Chocolate, like yeah. chocolate milk. It's not extraordinary. Like not very coffee-ish, but yeah. more like it's okay. chocolate milk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I gotta say I'm getting that twang. Mm. I'm getting that Monte Cristo yeah, twang. The Monty twang. The Monty twang is there. It feels like the little brother or stepbrother of the uh of the Monty two for sure. Very different than the Monty one that we had. I think both the notes are spot on. I mean, to me, it's it's milk chocolate and that Monty Cuban twang. Sure. Not a ton of complexity. To me, it's like very straightforward. Yeah. That's- I, ju- I just did a double draw. Like I pulled it in my mouth and pulled again. Mm. And I got a blast of twang that was really nice. Mm. Like really nice. I like that. I like the finish is actually smooth. I was worried when you said these are young that this might be a little harsh. Yeah. So far, it's pretty good. Not bad. Yeah. These come in a variety of different uh, packaging. 
They come in a display box of 15 aluminum tubes, five cardboard packs of three. They come in a display box of 15 cigars in five cardboard packs of three. And these came out of a semi-boyt nature box of 25 cigars. Ah. And uh, they were introduced in 2004. They also had, in 2010, a special ceramic jar, which are very nice. I know you have a jar, Noelis. I have jar from Noelis. H. Upman. Yeah. The jars are very cool, man. Now that Do you have he, jars? Uh, I don't rooster? have jars. I like the jars. These come in a jar? They did. In 2010, they did a uh, a ceramic jar of 20 size, uh, 25 cigars for Western Europe. Huh. That would be a big jar. It would yeah, be. Yeah, thick jar. It would be, yeah. Unless maybe they double stack them or something? That'd be cool. But then the feet would get damaged. Yeah, Unless there's know. a cedar barrier. There maybe. might be a little cedar so, thing in there. Yeah, I don't think bad. The right. ones we're smoking did not come out of a dress box. Is they that right? did come out of a dress box. These it. came out of... Really? A semi-boyd nature box. Got so it. the Edmundos that I not have... Not a dress it, box, a semi-boyd nature box. Like that a D, I have like at a home. D4. That's, that's what I'm saying. Yes. They did not come out of a dress box. That's correct. Okay. Mm. There are not many Montes that are... Most Montes come in dress boxes, right? Except for these. I so think that's like correct. This is a yeah, pretty Monty notable... number one, Monty number three. Three, two. two they're two. all dress boxes. Dress boxes. So, the Edmundos, so I'm just saying, to me, this stands out. I, obviously, I'm, most of us, if not all of us, are not huge fans of dress boxes, so... It's very curious to me that this is the one exception to that rule for Monty. It's very it surprising. must be. Yeah. It must be because it was released so much later. I mean, those other cigars were, were what nineteen sixties, nineteen seventies release. And it's this not was, even like if this were the traditional robusto size, I could see it's very easy probably to get those boxes, like the same boxes that Partagas would use or someone else. But this is longer, so they would have to special make these boxes. There are not a ton of mm. Edmundo size or shaped cigars. So the yeah. Mundos I have at home come in a cool, a different presentation. It's a yellow box. It's about six inches long, maybe you know, five and a half inches tall. And inside that are four three-pack boxes of these. Yeah. It's kind of cool. I think there's five boxes in there. Five there? boxes. Five boxes yeah. of three. Come in 15. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 15s. Yeah. 15s. Yeah. yeah. That's not a Monty box, 2s right? come like that too. Yeah. In the cardboard packs. I've never right. seen that. Yeah. So they also make a double Edmundo. Yep. I've and heard that's very good. And they make a petite Edmundo. Mm. What I like about this cigar, the finish is sweet. The The thing I don't love about the petite Edmundo, and I think Rooster's given me one, um, Giz has given me one, I find the finish on that to be a little bitter. I don't get any sweet notes in that cigar, which I, I like. So this so far is more my speed. I'm actually enjoying this to start. I'm really enjoying it as well. Yeah, is, it's really yeah. good for under a year. It's a nice cigar. And, you know, it, it, it plays into, like we've talked about, is this, you know, as we reference all the time, what Rob said about run of cigars, the run that Cuba's been on and, and, and these factories have been on uh, in the last three years has been spectacular. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was a bit skeptical about smoking a fresh uh, Edmundo, but pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's yeah, good. Very good. And it's smooth. I mean, I'm not detecting any ammonia or harshness. Not yet. The finish is really nice, as very you mentioned. Nice. But yeah. even, even you know, on the light, that doesn't surprise me, but a half inch in or, th you know, a quarter of an inch in, it's still very, very smooth. The mouth sure. feels really nice. There's not that lingering thing that happens sometimes for me with a Monty 2 where it kind of sticks around too long. Yeah, I get a, I get my dessert notes on the finish here. Yeah, yeah. same here. It's, yeah. it's on the finish. And yeah. it, it's on the tongue. And I, you, you experience it for a little bit after you your final draw out. It's nice. Yeah. And five of us are smoking this, and there's no burn issues. It's like you yeah, know, razor no sharp. Issues. I'm having a little bit canoeing, tiny, tiny bit. Really? A yeah. little bit, but nothing to speak of. Hmm. 
It's definitely not a short finish at all. I think this no, is great. Like it's somewhere, but it know. doesn't overstay its welcome. No, like it, right. it's to me, it's just that's true. It's perfect, and then it clears out. Crazy thing, I have a lot of these, and it never makes my rotation. I just never reach for this. For so I have to think about it. Oh, I have those. Let me try it. You know, it's not one of those things that I remember to smoke. I think if it continues this way, this is something I'll pursue. So, boys, uh, we have done now three recap episodes of our trip to Cuba. First episode, we did food, culture, first impressions, overall experience, Tropicana show, etc. Our second episode, which was, I guess, four weeks ago now, was the uh, recap and telling of our time at El Liguito and with the production manager there, Danilo, and the amazing education we got. Two weeks ago was episode three of it, of uh, the Cuba trip was our visit to La Corona and our experience there, which was fantastic. And tonight we complete our Cuba recap with part four, where we talk about the LCDHs, the different cigar shops we went to, the hotels, etc. And then we'll finish up with some festival business. Um, Multiple base camps we had there. Yeah. 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 So, you know, I, it's it's interesting because I had somebody ask me, why did we start with, why, why didn't we start with the festival? Because that's what everybody talks about this time of year. The, all the media, all the publications, that's what they're talking about, is what happens at that Habanos Festival. I was there for the, the last part of it. We'll talk about this a little later. But this stuff that we're discussing tonight, just it's not as important to me as the stuff we discussed in episodes one through three. Right. All right, so let's talk about... Uh, some of the shops we went to, some of those experiences, I found those to be some really wonderful memories is sitting in some of the shops in Havana. The very first day. Yeah, very yeah, first. Man. You guys very got first off the first couple hours. First couple <laughs> hours. I mean, you we, guys got off the plane and we were. Yeah. Well, we had lunch. Right in it. Yep. We got to the place. We checked in, left our luggage, got ready, went to that uh, spot for lunch, which was really good. What was the name of the place again? Maradentro. Maradentro. Yep. And then from there, it was walking distance to Melia Cohiba, yeah, which is a hotel in the sun. Which the, Bam was not was not so happy about. That was great. <laughs> so I'll just take another shower. I lost ten I pounds back. on the way over. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was like it was a half a mile. Not even. It was like a quarter of a mile. It was a quarter of a mile. When so I'm away, handing out balls on the way. No <laughs> physical activity, please. That was an impressive. We were handing out balls on the way, actually. Yeah. Impressive, <laughs> impressive spot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the lounge was one of the. Better lounges that were in Cuba. I think it was quiet, and we were able to access that back room overlooking the Malacon. Private room, yeah. And uh, we tried the. You guys had the Santiago Twenty, 20. Rum. Yeah, the the one we did uh, two weeks oh, we ago. We had coffee. We had uh, some espresso. Yeah. Now that was your first taste of the Santiago Twenty. It was incredible. Yeah. I mean, if you could, we're we're on a plane. We're tired. I mean, we got we had a very early flight, and just the first cigar experience in cuba is sitting there i light up a d4 take a sip of santiago 20 and i'm sitting there saying this is the best rum i've ever had in my life i mean i think it got tens across the board when we reviewed it yeah you have this amazing view roosters talking about just like overlooking the water and you're in a private room in Havana smoking a Cuban. And it's mm-hmm. like it just doesn't get much better than that. After his first sip, he said, I'm moving here. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's all it took. <laughs> the other thing that impressed me is even just leading up to getting inside the, the cigar shop there, 
and lounge just walking through the hotel. I mean, mm. the Malia Cohiba, it's a nice hotel. Nice it's attractive. I it's was a nice really place. impressed. It's nicely appointed, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So and, that what's funny is when we were there in November, Bam and I, that hotel was closed. Yes, we, we didn't get in there. They they were closed for COVID. Most 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 of the better part, I guess the better part of two, two and a half years, they were closed. Uh, and they just had opened, I think, a couple weeks prior to us being there, which was, you know, the week before we were there was the Habanos Festival. Um, so I'm assuming that that was was part of it but um yeah like like you said the hotel was pretty dead i mean there really wasn't much going on yeah i'm surprised it was closed from 2020 was covid and to the end of 22 till the end of 2022 yeah that's a long time yep remember the humidor how well stocked it was yeah Yeah. nice humidor it it was impressive it was one of the better humidors i think so we actually wanted to go back there we just didn't make it and wanted to check out inventory and get a couple of boxes but we just and have the time yep. or whatever. That's true. And make it back. Yeah, I like walking into the bar as well. It was very nice. It was open, large. Uh, for the soccer fans, they had English English Premier League on in the back. That's right. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. You know, so you felt like all right. It's uh, you know coming into Cuba. You know, you have all these impressions in your mind. You don't know what to expect, and then you hang out in a very nice hotel in a very nice bar and then you go to a private room and have excellent rum and great cigars it and was the, a wonderful service, experience. the service there is yeah, really it was spectacular very good. It was good honestly it would have been great to go back for an evening there mm. and experience that it would have been impeccable i think especially in that private room oh yeah, yeah. or to, even out in a big room we need yeah. to leave a reason to return <laughs> <laughs> i can't wait this is true so the second place that we went which was very very memorable and I know for Senator was borderline, if not absolutely emotional. Sure it was. It was absolutely emotional. Yeah. Was the Partagas shop over by the Floridita. Yes, sir. Where Hemingway used to hang out. Mm-hmm. The new Partagas shop over there. Uh, we had a magnificent time there at the Partagas shop. Yep. So it's right downtown in central Havana, very close to you know a lot of the happenings. Yep. Um, like I said, right next to the Floridita. It's right near the Parque Central, which we'll mm-hmm. talk about. Um, but that is the heart and soul of Partagas for retail buyers, sure. for people in Cuba who love Partagas, Partagas. Uh, that is the place to be. The people there, Odalis, Herbierto, um, there's so many people there that are just, Renee, who, who runs the place, there, Senator will tell a story about spectacular. that. They're spectacular. It's just unbelievable service, and they are genuinely just so happy to see you every time. They're also extremely hardworking. Yes. No one, there's no dust collecting on anyone there. They're all active, stocking shelves, taking care of their customers. Renee walked in with a bottle of rum and just poured for everyone in our lounge where we were sitting. I mean, you can't beat that. And not just for everyone. I mean, it was, I think we might have talked about we met this amazing guy there, uh, Roberto. Oh, yeah. Oh, his guy's amazing guy. We're going to have him on the podcast. True Renaissance man. Incredible. Just a world traveler. The guy was what, in his 80s? I mean, he didn't even (laughs) look in his 80s. Crazy. Uh, guy was a cardiologist, knows everyone in the cigar business in every country you can think of. And uh, we just kind of hit it off. And the funny thing is, so we're sitting in the Partagas Lounge and Roberto's sitting to my left. And I just remember looking over at him and he's lighting his cigar. Oh, yeah. And I just start saying to all the guys, I'm like, look at this. This guy's a lizard. 
and he's lighting his cigar with his watch. <laughs> it was the craziest that thing. That was the one of the most amazing Honestly, things I've ever though, seen. Honestly, though, it was bizarre a bit, but it was very cool, it was too. All, I'm just sitting there saying, like, only we would be stupid enough to do something like this. And the fact we found that someone is dumb. I mean, it's like the fact that there's another person on this planet that would have, like, a watch lighter. I thought it was so it's, cool. It's also the way he was smoking his cigar. That's you know, right. His cigar was in yeah. a pipe. Yeah. Yeah, it he wasn't a special, directly in his he, mouth. Yeah, he had a, like special, a pipe. special pipe That's for, true. for a cigar. For like petite Coronas or something. But for a guy in his 80s to flip up his watch like James Bond and light a cigar. It's amazing. It's that, cool. It was just very cool. Yeah. I wish we caught a photo of that. He was a lizard. Yeah, yeah. he was oh, pretty big badass. Time. Big time. But I feel like, you know, we really hit it off with him and we were just talking about our passion for cigars and a little bit about the podcast. And he was telling us about all his kind of, you know, global cigar travels. He got emotional. Yeah. Yes, he did. Yeah, he a did. moment or two there. He did. I think he was talking about Abo for some reason yes. at that time. When he, had, he, he was when very he got, close friends. When he with... got emotional. I was trying to think, yeah, like, maybe. what was he talking about that he got so emotional? I thought maybe it was when the floods, like, destroyed uh, the mm. crop, but I think it was about something about Abo. Yeah, he was very close friends with Abo. Yeah. He also owns his own factory. Yeah. Where he lives. In uh, Argentina. 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 Yeah. 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 It's amazing. Really crazy. And then I feel like we kind of hit it off, and I think Renee knew him, and um, that sort of I think warmed Renee up to all of us. And mm -hmm. like Bam said, he just walks in, and he just points at everybody and goes, "Rum," and <laughs> we're all just yes. We all if, just nod quickly. Can I just say something? If anyone would have said no, I would have punched that guy right in the face. <laughs> I, I would I just punched him right. I don't in the think face. you would have had to. I think I think Renee would have. <laughs> I Re think Renee so. is a no nonsense oh, kind of guy. Absolutely. And uh, then he just comes back in the room with a bottle of rum and a bunch of glasses. And he pours some rum out on the floor, um, I think in honor of like Partagas. Yeah. And people and, uh, people that have gone before us. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. And then he poured all of us uh, a nice, very healthy pour. And um, we got to toast with him, which was really cool. And I think the best part of our experience with Renee is just uh, he's sitting there starting to chat with us. And he talks about how he's always wanted there to be a guest book in the Partagas shop. Oh, yeah. And uh, he finally went out and bought a book that he wanted people to sign. And he said it would be his honor to have us be the first to sign the guest book in the Partagas cool. shop. Um, and so Roberto signs and all of us got to write a message. And that's honestly where I got a little bit emotional because um, I think for anyone who's listened to this podcast would know Partagas is my favorite cigar brand. Um, and uh, I wrote in my note to them, you know, Partagas has been part of every single special moment in my life. It's my wedding cigar, my birth of my my son, um, so many special memories. So uh, it was so cool to be able to thank the people that make this all possible. And uh, I mean, that book, uh, I'm sure will live on for a very long time there. It's true. pretty cool. You'll it's see the, the lizards on page one and two. Yeah, we're right up front. Yeah, I, I, that was a very nice honor. Oh, and, yeah. you know, uh, Bam and I had spent some time with Renee in November. It was during the, the festival week for Partagas, so it was a little chaotic. He was under pressure. He was under a lot of pressure. There was a lot of people there, and certainly had a lot of heavy hitters that go in there and buy, non-Americans who go in there and buy, you know, dozens, if not hundreds of boxes yeah. at a given time and take them home. So, you know, for us, we don't do that because we can't, um, you know, we can't take that much stuff home. So, you know, it, it was I, I nice to- I Gizmo it, said, because we can't. <laughs> he would happily take 400 boxes of uh, Partagas home. <laughs> I would. All, all, all Lucy's. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. By the way, how cool is it to sit in the Partagas shop and light up a Lusitania? That was my first stick I lit I know. there. You lit up a Lusitania. I lit up an 898. 
I think I don't remember what I. I think you might have had a P two out of D four. Possibly a P two. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, possibly. Yeah. How? Like, just what did you have, Rooster? I I think it was an eight nine eight. Yeah, think. I think that's true. Yeah. I think you and I had eight nine eights. But to sit in that Partagas lounge, drinking rum with Renee, having this wonderful conversation, yeah. with uh, Roberto, mm-hmm. and smoking Partagas. So back I in mean, no- back I mean, in November when we went, it was hustle and bustle. It was crowded. People from all over the world were there, Canada, Japan, Europe, you name it. So I didn't get emotional when I first walked in. I was just enamored. It was almost overwhelming. It was was overwhelming because... Like overstimulated. You don't get a chance to walk into a cigar shop and it's full of Cuban cigars and uh, you're walking into the Partagas shop. It's a destination. And it was really, uh, it was very special. And honestly, coming back in uh, the second time with the rest of the group, I, I, we kind of just, I just held back and I wanted to hear their experience and see how they reacted to it. It was pretty cool. I just liked how much more, more chill it was this time. Oh, yeah. You know, how much more relaxed. Very Every, no, you know, well, everybody that, wasn't crazy. That's Very the big back. thing for me. So honestly, as much as I wanted to visit the Partagas shop, my expectation was that it was going to be very crowded. So I was never even, I wanted to go, but I wasn't that excited because I thought it would just be mobbed. And that's not the experience I was looking for. And I remember the the lounge, you kind of walk through the shop and it's tucked away in the back. And as soon as we got to the back and just looked around the corner into the lounge area, I couldn't believe there was one guy, Roberto, sitting there. And it's like the whole place was ours. It was amazing. So I can't think of, honestly, a better experience we could have had. And I think that's what allowed us to have like a really meaningful conversation with Roberto, what allowed us to chat more with Renee. Um, and it just made the experience. The, co- the coffee was great as well. Yeah. <laughs> They make yeah. great coffee there. Great coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Even the woman who was serving there, Sony. I, she's so nice. Amazing. Like just, yeah. Just such a great job. Just everything there, start to finish. Like, I just really appreciated how I think because we know in Havana, sometimes the service is great in other establishments, particularly if it's government owned, it's not. And it's just such a welcoming experience, like start to finish there while a very intense one, and in that you can see everybody there takes tremendous pride in the work they do. They don't mess around. Um, it was just cool to see. You know, also what was cool was like the, all the transactions there were done in dollars, like for us, and we actually got change back in dollars, not in. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Cuban That's peso. true. I haven't. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that anywhere else. No, only there. Yeah. Well, a lot of the other LCDHs are government owned. Mm-hmm. You know, like government run, government owned. So I think they make an exception for Partagas because there's so many Americans that go there. Um, I don't know why that is because it's all operated by the same company, but yeah. for some reason there, they make it a little easier. They don't need you to use your, M, uh, the MLC card, um, like to do it other places. The other cool thing when you visit these shops and we actually didn't see this at Malia Cohiba where we kind of started this conversation, um, is that they'll have a roller sitting there, mm. um, rolling cigars. And I, I forget who the roller is. Um, our friend who's been to Cuba many times had mentioned there's like a great roller at Malia Cohiba. Juanita. Juanita, who was yeah. not there. When she was we not were there, there that week. You know why? Because I think the week prior, her she probably was rolling was so many cigars for the festival folks mm-hmm. that she probably took some time off. That makes sense. But it was great when we were at the Partagas shop. Uh, the famous Lachina was Lachina. Yes. right there, and for me it was very cool because I had just heard about her, and they have a mural like painted on the wall of her, right behind where behind she behind her, <laughs> and it's just like I mean I have these photos, and it just felt surreal. You're like looking at this person in the flesh, actually rolling cigars, people surrounding her, tons of tourists taking photos and videos. And then right on the wall behind her is this like beautiful mural of her. It's very cool to see. It's a, you know what, I think I said this to you guys when we were sitting in the shop, but 
you know, she had worked at, at she was at the top of Partagas for so long uh, at the factory. She's one of the top rollers there. Just think about how many of the amazing Partagas cigars that we've smoked over the years that were probably or potentially rolled by her, mm. you know, and then you're sitting there with her, you know, watching her roll at the shop, you know, making custom rolls with a custom Partagas LCDH band on them. Isn't she you officially know, retired? Special. Yeah, she just does that at the shop. She only works at, on custom rolls at the shop now. Nice. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, Partagas Shop is definitely a highlight place. If you go to Cuba, absolutely get to the Partagas Shop. The other interesting thing about it is that's actually the second Partagas Shop. The first one was in the now defunct or um, abandoned Partagas Factory. Partagas Factory. The shop was actually in the factory on the first floor. Um, but, you know, since they, they had to close that for uh, safety reasons, the factory moved to a new location, and then the shop moved to an isolated location over by the uh, the Floridita. So that's the second place. It's only a few years old. And the last thing I'll say on the Partigas shop, I think even the bar is well-appointed. They had everything we would need. The ventilation was pretty good. I don't remember it being overly smoky in there. Yep. Um, and I say that because you don't get that at every single place, right? Um, for as much as I love Malia Cohiba, I did feel that room gets a bit smoky. Um, the bar was great. Obviously, we found Santiago 20 there, so we, we had oh, no yeah. complaints, but um, that's not the case necessarily everywhere. Did you guys find the Partica shop to be on a smaller side, smaller than you anticipated? It was. Right? It's surprisingly small. So that, that is the one knock. Yeah. Well, I mean, when it's crowded, I, it would be, I think, oh, a little it's tough. tough. To, oh, yeah. it's so tough. when we were there in November, I also felt it was really tiny compared to what I was you know, imagining it to be. But um, when it's not crowded, though, it's very cozy. We oh, spent yeah. hours there. We, yeah, did. we did. We I think we each had two cigars. I think so. Right? We you At had least. a Lucy. I had we all had long ones and then uh and then I had that LG um which one was it? LGC number two. Yeah, MDO number two. MDO number two, sorry. Yeah. yeah. And I had an eight nine eight after the Lucy. Yeah. Amazing. All right, boys, before we move on, how are we feeling about the uh Monte Cristo Edmundo right now? I like it. Coming in the second third. I think it's really, really damn good. I'm yeah. really enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. I see Senator's got an ash about yeah. the same size as mine. Let's see if it... I mean, I have to say, for we were talking about how rustic this cigar kind of looked and the construction wasn't really that impressive pre-light. It's burning flawlessly. It's a sharp burn. Um, it it, it's, it's been really good in the flavor. Mm. Um, it's not a... It is at best a medium cigar. I think it's mild to medium. That's total. where yeah. I'm going. I yeah. completely agree with that. I agree that. with that. It's very pleasant, though. It is, and I just love, like, there, there's, like, a dessert-like finish about it that I really, really like that um, I don't always associate with Monty. I mean, honestly, blind, this smokes a little more like an Upman to me, uh, but I like that. This works. What are you getting on the smoke, Rooster? Because you're sensitive to that, and I'm getting something specific. So this is a lot like the Monty 3. It's, like, the same DNA. Mm. You get, like, the sweet notes from the Monty 3 that, that I'm getting out of this. Any floral on the smoke? I'm getting that a little bit. I'm getting a little floral. At the burn yeah. line. Just a bit. I would say it's primarily either chocolate or coffee. Mm, okay. Yeah, I would say milk chocolate. I mean, I can't really tell what floral note that you're getting, but right. but maybe. Could yeah. be a sweetness of some kind. It's really, really good. It's very pleasant, though. Yeah, smooth. I, I have to say. No edges on it. Our pairing with this, I I was critical of Bam. <laughs> I'll just own it. That's a very kind way to put it. <laughs> so what, for the listener, to the listener, what else is new? <laughs> Sen <laughs> Senator was getting a little hot with Bam well, coming in here with this here, bourbon tonight. Thing. We're smoking a Cuban cigar tonight, and Bam pulls up with a bottle of rye. 
Now, rye <laughs> pulls oh, up. It's a double rye, by I the way. Mean, a double rye. I, just rye can why? be. Why? Why? I don't know. Rye can be a more aggressive spirit, something that I would more readily pair with a New World cigar. So mm-hmm. I was very skeptical to start. But I will say there's a sweetness in this rye. With the ice. With the ice that opens it up. Yeah. That actually works with this cigar. So I'm only going by recommendations of friends that love this spirit. And they said you can't drink it without ice, but you put a few cubes in and let it sit. It will get really nice and smooth and sweet, and it goes with practically any cigar. So let's... Um, Very easy to drink. Let's tell the listener what we have here. It's the High West Double Rye Blend of Straight Rye whiskeys. What I find interesting about this is it's made in Park City, Utah. That's right. Which is pretty cool. Yep. And the guys that recommended it are big fans. They live there. They've got things happening there. They're here. So they go back and forth. How's that have been possible? I thought Utah was a dry state. <laughs> I I don't know. Very interesting. Yeah. How much was that? It's, re- it's cheap. Very. Thirty two dollars. Wow. Yeah, it's really cheap. It yeah. drinks very well. It does. it does. It really does. So the flavor notes that they call out on the back: a unique balance profile of cinnamon, ginger snaps, juniper, mint sprigs, and fresh wildflower honey. I get some of those. I don't know. I think that's, Not all of it. I think that's a little bit of a stretch. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's pretty good, but it's good. You know, for thirty-two bucks. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely West. good with small steps. I think when you take a slightly bigger swig, yeah. it's like uh, it's it does true. get a bit harsh, but it's all good. It's true. I'm enjoying it. You no can't complaints. take it. So the usual pagoda swig can't go here. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> well, the thing that's also crazy, it's forty-six percent, forty-six alcohol, yeah. ninety-two proof. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, it, it's it's obviously it packs a punch, but when you put some ice in this, it really mellows out in a way that some higher approved spirits, even with ice, still kind of keep a bite, and this doesn't do it's that true. at all. It's true. I think it's actually a really nice pairing for the cigar tonight. I Agreed. agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice job, so, Bam. Bam, yeah. I take it back. Oh, wow. <laughs> Once in a while, you get a gem. <laughs> you know, you mentioned uh, uh, Upman as a potential flavor match for what you're getting out of this cigar. What's interesting is one of the other cigars that comes in this specific size, and I think it might be the only other one out of the regular production Habanos catalog, is the H. Upman Royal Robusto that comes in those 10-count boxes. I think that's an LCDH. It is. It has the second band. Have you ever had that? Yeah, I have a box. The two I've had out of it are hit or miss. I've been very curious about that cigar it's to try. Box, it's a box of 10. Never, yeah. I've never had it. I think I've had it, and I actually wasn't crazy about yeah, it. Yeah, it's hit or miss from, from what I've had. I've had two, and they were both... One was pretty good and one was not. Interesting. So maybe they just need some time. But So back to Havana. Uh, the next place we went was the... Park Central. Parque Central, which is in a Bureau Star property. Yeah. It's actually not... They don't actually have a lounge there. Uh, they just allow you to smoke on the second... Or I guess the, the like half floor. Mezzanine. It's mezzanine. Like a balcony, mezzanine. mezzanine. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you come in, you're not allowed to smoke on the ground floor where they have a little restaurant. And they, you can get some you know, bar drinks and coffee and whatnot. So on the mezzanine, you're able to go up there and smoke. And we actually spent quite a bit of time there during the week. It was very comfortable, relaxing. Yeah. I like that spot. Yeah. yeah. It was it's a, a beautiful spot. entrance. Me I mean, too. so yeah. you walk in Me with too. the spiral staircases going up. You felt like you were in a really nice hotel. It just, yeah. uh, there was music playing. Uh, right. You know, there was, was a good vibe. Music. Yeah. Yep. Service was very good. Yeah. Very European vibe. Yeah, I agree. Um, that that was the coolest part. I just there are not many hotels. It doesn't matter where you are. That like in a lobby, essentially, even though you're in the mezzanine, uh, raised up, obviously, that you can smoke a cigar. So just 
<laughs> it felt unique to be able to sit there looking down at all these people doing whatever they're doing in the lobby area and not getting yelled at for it. You know, just be able to enjoy yourself. It was great. It's true. Yeah, we all had agua de gas. <laughs> agua, con agua, gas. Con gas. agua con gas. Agua con gas. No, I, I you can know, we, we translate that for the listeners. This doesn't sound so weird. <laughs> it's gassy, a, gassy it's water. Sparkling water. water. Sparkling carbonated water. water. Carbonated water. The cappuccinos were oh, good, boy. Yeah, the, and the drinks were fine too. You know. Yeah. Um, the, the one thing that was disappointing is that every time we ended up there, the LCDH that's there was closed. Now, we did get in there in November. We went twice in November. And that's a pretty good shop. It was okay. It's okay. You know, the stock was decent. They had a lot of things you could yeah. look at. And yeah, buy. it was pretty good. Yeah. Actually, that's where we ended up with uh, those pretty reasonably priced Cohiba Robustos. Yes. They were like 25 bucks or something. Yep. Um, yep. In yep. November. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's one of my favorite places to smoke in Havana, even though it's not a designated place to it's smoke. It's just so comfortable and yeah, wide the, open. Yeah, the couches are great. It's just fun up there. The vibe is good. And, and the ventilation is surprisingly good. Yeah. So that's you know? not a state-run hotel? No, it's run by Obero Star. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Which you can tell the minute you walk in that yeah, place. Exactly. Everybody's so friendly. I mean, ironically, you know, uh, our translator for a part of the trip, works we there. met there. Yeah. He works, he works at the concierge desk. That's yeah. right. Yeah, which was very helpful. Yeah. Uh, so then after the Parque Central, the next stop was the Cohiba Atmosphere, which is mm. in the strip i guess of the high high-end tourist attraction mall thing Kinda. which i guess has what six or eight stores yep mont blanc and and some others mm-hmm. uh so cohiba atmosphere is definitely the nicest and newest looking uh yeah but man we walked in there the air conditioning was broken air conditioning wasn't working it was 100 degrees in there yeah what do you guys it, think of the humidor they also had no water no water no water that's true we're out no. of water yep yeah. The humidor was decent. We actually all bought some cigars there. Yeah, that was the best part of that place. I the like humidor. that little humidor. We got some. I mean, you guys got boxes of uh, QD Claros, right? That was there. No, I bought singles there. I, I got the Claros there. at the next place we're going to oh, talk. Okay. And that's where I bought mine too. Yeah, yeah. but I I did buy I a think, few singles. Yeah, yeah. yeah Pagoda. Got yeah, some. great singles. Yeah. They had a lot oh, of stuff. Yeah, a lot of stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, and they, they were, smoked great. They smoked well. They did. I mean, to your point, I bought um, singles of QD fifties. Right. That I was lighting up every morning on our trip. They <laughs> yeah, smoke you smoked great. them every night. I love them every morning. I think I grabbed one of those from you. They're really good. They're good. Yeah. They that are. was the first time I had that, by the way. Delicious. On that trip, yeah. Yeah, so could you be an atmosphere? We had a nice experience there in November. Oh, oh, it was great. It's just, I'm sorry. it was great. It's so funny. So Gizmo mentions like the newest, nicest lounge. I don't think it's a very nice lounge. No. And the funny thing uh, is, oh, I, is that a surprise? I agree with I agree with Senator. No, there. no. But look, we were just talking about the Parquet Central. That's not even supposed to be a cigar lounge, no, and that upstairs right. is set up in a way that is like perfect for cigar smoking. Mm-hmm. To me, when you walk in Cohiba atmosphere, and I said this to our friend who has been there many times that helped us with some of the trip planning, and he's had the same reaction. It feels like you are walking into a shopping mall and there just happens to be seating there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it does not feel like a dedicated cigar. It's, it's like this little strip of seating. And the funniest part is it's like 100 degrees, all that. There's no water. Okay, if we overlook all of it, 
We attempt to sit down in these chairs, and all I remember is this couch that Gizmo sits on. I have a a photograph of that. And his feet can't touch the floor. No, they're two feet off the floor. (laughs) (laughs) And It's not that Gizmo is like this tiny, short guy. I'm I'm 5'9". I'm 5'9". I felt like I was like two feet tall. Yeah, in that chair, you were a toddler. It was hysterical. (laughs) And and it was a huge sofa. Like They had like, I think, three or four in a row. Yeah. Like a big, long sofa. All of us could have sat on that couch together. The cushions could fit like a 700-pound person. They were just so wide in every direction. Like you were so far back into the couch, your feet were nowhere near the floor. The the whole setup was just very funny. So even sitting there, if if I was going to tough it out and sweat to enjoy a cigar, nothing was, to me, conducive to really enjoying anything, but the shop was at least good to purchase. It actually looked like seating in a mall, Mm. you know, like – like like inside the mall when you walk around, there's like little seats and stuff. That's kind of what it felt like. I'll exactly. be honest, though. Back in November, the air conditioning was working great, and we were tucked away in a corner to the left of the bar. Yeah, we so had a better experience. We did. You don't have visual access to the storefront, which eliminates that whole retail-type experience. It was great. It was it just, very nice. It doesn't feel like a cigar lounge. That's no, I, overall, I guess, you're right. Overall, like, you're right. When yeah. I heard you guys describe it as like new and modern, all I was thinking of like a Davidoff lounge. Like I would describe a Davidoff lounge as like new, modern. Like it's not old. That's a ever. good point. That's a fair point. And that's kind of what I expected to get. Like you think of the Davidoff lounge in Brooklyn or any of these places. It just totally threw me off walking in there. It just didn't feel like a lounge. It felt like I was in a mall. That's true. Yeah, so our, our best experience there was certainly the humidor. They were very accommodating, even though we didn't have MCL cards. They made it happen for us, um, which was very nice, but we walked out of there pretty quickly. So then we went to the government-owned Havana Libre, if you remember, which was we had to get in the car and go across town. Um, but uh, So that is the former Hilton that was taken over during the Revolution, and I don't think a single thing has been done to modernize or improve that hotel since the revolution. <laughs> no, absolutely not. No. I mean, the LCDH there is pretty nice, and they have a stacked humidor. Yeah. And the lounge is great. That's where I had my first Cohiba Lancero. That's true. In November. That's true. We, we definitely didn't see that when we were there. I also had a Sir Winston there. Both, it was like $25. Both were priced under $25. Yeah. I kicked myself to this day for not getting a box of each. I will say, until you said that, I completely forgot that that was government-owned because that is the one place that I will say, despite being government-owned, I think we had a very nice experience. We did. The the lounge is great there. Um, You you know, we were able to go into a back room, which was fantastic. They they actually stayed open for us, if you remember. Yeah. They were actually closed. We were knocking on the door. We saw a friend in there, uh, and they let us in, and then we stayed quite a bit longer, but... There's like a there's like a separate back room through double doors that you know that they open for you um, if, if they're able VIP Lizard Lounge and VIP L I P and uh, yeah there's an, an amazing bust of uh, uh, Don Alejandro Romania's head that I just love a beautiful statue bust of him yeah that's cool um, and very comfortable we had a great time in there yeah they had a couple of private rooms over there I think the inventory was really uh, uh, probably the most, right? Uh, I think of all mm-hmm. the shops. We went I would to, say so. I think that yeah, and Malia yeah. Cohiba were probably yeah. neck and neck. I agree with that. But Havana Libre, I mean, we were there when a guy was clearing out with like 300 boxes back yeah, to Hong literally. Kong. Literally. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He we, was, he was buying a ton. Yeah. Buying a ton of stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's where I got a box of uh, QD Cronus Claros. Yep. Same. Great price. Me I too. Mean, it, was, it was excellent. Got a box of uh, Short to Punch there too. 
the thing that's interesting when you talk about price is despite the worldwide leveling of price, as we've discussed you know, so many times on the podcast from Habanos, in Havana itself, the pricing is actually quite inconsistent from shop to shop. I mean, especially in November when we were there, we would see at one shop a Cohiba Robusta was 60 oh, dude. or 80, and then you go to another one that was an LCDH, and the, it was 20. It was very unusual. It was it was odd how inconsistent they were even inside Havana. Yeah, and at that location, the there weren't any Los Lanceros or Sir Winston anywhere except for this place where we were. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, that hotel is a mess, though. I mean, it's... <laughs> I, Old terrazzo floors. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what, what kind of... Can you, can you give some perspective, I mean, Bam? Bam, on, this sounds like a great client for you. Oh, I would love that client. <laughs> he would that, never get paid. Never get paid, <laughs> that's true, Unless I moved, I would live there. I would live. I'd have my entire team there. They would love to be there. Bam would just want to be paid in cigars. He'd be fine. Well, many other things, that. too. <laughs> You mean rum. Anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so can you kind of paint a picture of the Havana Libre from an architectural standpoint? Because it's just run down. I don't even old, know how to describe so it. So if anyone's out there that really cares about this and wants to look up on the internet what a postmodern building looks like. So it's a postmodern building, very old and dilapidated. The floors are terrazzo. The stairs are, they, they got a central stair, uh, steel spine with treads that are built into it. You don't really do that anymore. The terrazzo's out of date. Um, and a lot of old uh, art, art sculptures, some architectural sculptures. It was, you know, it's very dated. That to me, from a timestamp, like it, it's, it's very it's clear. True, true timestamp. When it was built and when it was forgotten. Probably built in, in the seventies. Yeah, yeah. I uh, know. No. Well, way before that. Well, that building's a bit newer than the other ones. Really? I think so. Hmm. Yeah. So I, I wonder when the Hilton thing happened because it, oh, it must know. have been. It must have been. I, I don't know what. Well, the that's year a branding was. change, I guess. Yeah. Well, they right. took over. They took yeah. the, the you know the hotel from the Hilton. Right. But, right. Um, yeah. So now, this one's going to upset some listeners. Our experience at the Hotel Nacional. Oh boy, you guys are picky. Jesus. So, listen. When in Rome, guys. It's a beautiful place from the outside, and that's about it. Mm -hmm. grand entrance it looks beautiful it's right? incredible but then when you go and you want to sit down and have an experience there mm -hmm. to me despite what again this is I going to know. upset listeners who've been to havana or want to go i just think that experience is the weakest of everything we've discussed so far it's a dump it's a dump there's no other way to say it i'm sorry well it's in better shape of the spot that we were just at yeah well it, it is the government's primo hotel i guess but they it's don't in better have shape but the service sucks and, and the, the seating. furniture sucks. This furniture it's is awful. awful. Yeah. yeah. Awful. Yeah, that's And the true. drinks. That's true. The yeah. pours are bad. They don't have anything. No. They have ham and cheese sandwiches with no ham. No. <laughs> and that's it. You listeners think that we're joking. We're not. No. It's... But honestly, we didn't take it... So you and I walked the grounds when we were there in November. That was actually quite nice. Come on. Yeah, but uh, I walked saying, around the whole place. You, I was in some ballroom with like a private party no, going no, no, on. No. I wasn't even supposed to be in. I, I mean, checked out everything. <laughs> did you toast the bride and groom? <laughs> I sure did. <laughs> the backyard, that yard area, if you walk further down, it, the views to the Malacones are actually very Oh, yeah. Cool. I mean, that's the thing. Like, the location of it is great. Yeah. I'm sure there's nice views back there. The, the, the setup could be perfect. That's like the most disappointing part. If, like, structurally it didn't work, that would be one thing. It's yeah. beautiful from the outside. Its location is perfect. The it's structure just, itself is actually very nice. It's, it is. It's bad yeah. use of space. Space. That's yeah. the thing. Like, and that outdoor patio we're sitting on. 
I'm sorry. If you put even cheap outdoor furniture out there, not anything expensive, we we're not expecting something crazy there, but just a, a, I mean, honestly, those little folding chairs that people sit in at like ball games and parks are more comfortable than (laughs) the shit we were sitting on. I agree. It's like these massive wicker chairs, very bulky, massive, like one chair the size of like a love seat, basically, and these cushions that shouldn't did nothing basically i'm not even sure why they were on anything (laughs) government run there is really not a place to be to me and and that's the problem but you got to check out the national national you have that's that's my point you have to if you're going to havana you have to go to the hotel national i think it's really interesting that the back of 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 the hotel national is right on the Malacone, and that's where the Bay of Pigs incident happened. That's right. With with the they have the cannons back there. Yeah. You can take a tour in English. The history, the yeah. the 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 view, the beauty of the actual hotel. You got to see it. If you can find an ashtray at the ashtray desk and get a Hotel National ceramic ashtray, oh, yeah. great. But as far as a smoking experience, sitting down and enjoying your time there, that is really as Senator so eloquently said. It's a dump. You're not wrong. And, and I think the biggest problem with it, arguably, is what Rooster said a minute ago. The service, service. is atrocious. <laughs> I mean, it's like, look, we, we went to They're a few rude. government-run places while we were there. We had breakfast at that place. The Presidente. Like, yeah. We, Horrible. We know what to expect, right? It's not going to be the most friendly service, but they weren't outright rude when we were at that hotel. No. At National, I mean, our server was... Very rude. Completely rude. The, the entire it, he had no desire to serve us whatsoever. I, I just couldn't believe. It's just hard. It ruins the experience. Giz, did you take them up to the cigar lounge? Did no. you go up there? No. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. No. Senator Giz and I, and I went. When I say I explored everything there, I did explore so, everything. Yeah. Giz and I walked up. What did there, you think of that space? But they wouldn't let they wouldn't let us Americans in. Was, in yeah, it, we were not allowed in there at the time. So when we were there in November, I went in and I sat down with our European people that we met that on our first November trip. Yeah. So I sat there for 20 minutes. I thought the space was actually very nice. Yeah, we were we were going to try to go in there as yeah. a replacement for sitting on the outside in the in the back. Mm. Uh, but they wouldn't let us in. Or mm. I think they told us they took was it credit card only? It or was M- MLC only. Yeah, and yeah. which we don't have so we right, weren't, right. we weren't able okay. to go up there. So they also have an LCDH at the uh Hotel National to yeah, in the basement. That's right. That's not a little great. weird. Yeah, it's not stocked. <laughs> it's definitely weird. It's not stocked well. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's just uh, again, if you go there for the history and to say you were there and to check it out, but it's and not a destination to smoke. True. Even that indoor cigar lounge there that Giz and I walked in, had we been able to go there, it was dead. It was sterile. There was nothing interesting. Was about there it. anyone in there? Like no, no, just no. Two some servers. people followed behind us, and uh, maybe they were going to sit uh, down. That weird. was it. That's strange. It's a shame. I think the best part. For- Part was like leaving the Hotel National sure. and getting into that Black Thunderbird from 1950. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That was a really cool experience. That was, yeah. that cool. was the same car that Michelle Obama and John Kerry right. rode in. Supposedly. That was yeah. cool. Right. Yeah. That was great. Nostalgic. Yeah. That's awesome. Even the drinks. Do you remember? Some of us yeah, got some, beer. The beer was warm. It was warm. <laughs> the beer was warm. How hard is it to just bring out a cold beer? It's strange in November. What, what does Juan Moya say? He says a lot of things. I don't you, know. You in Havana, oh, man. Hey, hey, you in Havana, man. <laughs> I love that. I fucking love that guy. I miss that guy. I got to see that guy. I got it. He's great. Cuba is uh, muy complicado, as they say. Very complicated. Expecting a cold beer. I'm sorry, Senator. Mm. Everywhere else. Not at the hotel. They were ice cold. 
Yeah. Everywhere else. Yeah. Didn't somebody get a pina colada? Yes, I think I did. did. Yeah, I guess did. Yeah, it was how, how was that? It was horrible. <laughs> Very sweet. It was horrible. So sweet. It was terrible. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we uh, the government run places were not great. No, <laughs> they were not great. And I think we covered all of the different smoking spots that we hit. Correct? Did yeah. we miss any? I don't think so. I think that's yeah. it. Other than our rooftop, I think yeah. that's that was all of them, which was fantastic too. So the rooftop is where certainly I think we smoked the most cigars consistently. Yeah, you know, breakfast, and then we go up there at the end of the night and have a few cigars. I mean, it was just we were lucky that we were on the we were on the Malacone where where our, our house was. So yeah. the view at night, it was very cool. It wasn't a terrible amount of wind. Great breeze. Though. Yeah, we were yeah very just a, a perfect mm-hmm. amount of breeze, and we were able to really enjoy the rooftop. Yeah, it's a different you know? experience from staying downtown Havana. Yes, it's quiet, more suburban. Yeah, so we stayed in Vedado, and the first time we went, we stayed in Old Havana. That's right. Actually, kind of closer to the Partagas shop and some four, of the restaurants we talked about. Four blocks from the Havana, uh, yeah. from the Partagas shop. Yeah, and some of the restaurants we talked about on, on uh, the yeah. first of these four episodes. So, uh, how was it different? I mean, it was just kind of loud, like hustle and bustle. No, it was, or... the difference was in Old Havana, you could walk out your front door and quite literally walk to almost all of the places that we just mm-hmm. talked about today. It's more of an urban setting. Yeah. Where this was suburban. Well, that, that's why I said this on a prior episode, but for the listener who didn't necessarily listen to that, my take on, on that experience, not having stayed where you have, but obviously of being there and knowing what that would be like, if I were traveling to Havana by myself or maybe with just one other friend, I would stay old Havana. in Old Havana where these guys did in November. Your, everything is right there outside of your apartment or flat. It's easily accessible and it's more lively. You're not there with a big group or anything, so you kind of want to be part of the action. It's true. If you're going with a larger group of friends, you kind of want at the end of the day, you've been doing all this touristy stuff. You just kind of want to get back to your place and just have a cigar among that group. That's where I think like Vidata was absolutely perfect. It was perfect. Yeah. So so maybe next time we go, or or you know, even if a listener wants to go, they should try to go to this uh, the tobacco going area of Vinales. That yeah. would be an interesting tour. Right, which we, we haven't do done. It, in do Pinar del Rio? Pinar, Pinar del Rio. The whole region is called the Pinar del yeah. Rio. Right? Yeah. And also some of the beach areas like Valadero. Another and, thing uh, we haven't done, yeah. I'm yeah. not into the beach scene. I'm not going no, to Havana so, but for beaches. Listener might no, uh, no okay. Speedo for you? No. No? And, okay. And apparently you can access, there's some LCDH stores there as well that they might have more stock. On the beach? Yeah, the beach towns might what? have more. Yeah, he's saying basically the further you get outside of Havana, right? Because the, the tourists the don't really make be. it make it there, so they, they have better stock. It's like think of the festival, right? Everybody who comes in for the festival, oh, they're yeah. all just they're buying de- everything, depleting up in everything. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But if you get outside of there, there's going to be more inventory. Interesting. So, boys, a few more trips to uh, oh, sure. Havana. No doubt about it. Everybody yeah, make going, it happy look, here. Going back to our first episode where we talked about this trip, like. I've, the cigars obviously are a reason to go back. The rum's a reason to go back. The experience is a reason to go back. But the people, like, yeah, we yeah. made so many friends in yeah. such a short amount of time. Like, I, you know, Bam is sitting there saying, I miss that guy talking about Juan Moya. Like, oh, yeah. There are people there that we need to see again. I miss Ivan, our host. Yeah. yeah. Tremendously. And I think there's a misconception about Havana that it's maybe not safe. Yeah. That's just mm-hmm. not true. And we felt, yeah. Very safe. Sure. I've never felt safer. And also Me that too. maybe there was no food or, or resources. 
I think I think that's more for the local people, but at the restaurants, I mean, there was no shortage of food or drinks or anything else. Going back to what Senator said, the the people, I think when you leave there, you really appreciate what you have when you come home. There's no reason for any of us to really ever complain about our lives. When you go there and you see what they don't have, it's tremendous. And you see how resilient they are. Yeah. Yeah. And how... We've the, talked about this in yeah, nauseam, but it's important. But it's to important. Know. I think we could say that we should say this almost in every episode oh, that we talk about yeah. Cuban cigars. You know, it's a culture of need, not a culture of want, which I think is really something that we can learn from. We talked about the, you know, uh, our friend Elias, who's part of the Santeria movement, and you know, some of his comments about you know Americans think they have everything, but mm-hmm. we have so many problems here that they don't have there. It's everybody has their own unique set of problems, sure. but. They're just incredibly resilient, powerful people. But they have culture. They have access to certain arts. They have access to music that we'll never see here in the States. Yeah. And that enriches their lives in a different way. Totally. It's tremendous. So we held off, I held off on talking about my experience at the Habanos Festival um, simply because it's probably the least important thing that I experienced in my trips to Cuba ever. Um, it's honestly, I'm kind of glad that we're anonymous, that we don't use our real names um, so that I can confidently and honestly mm. and confidentially talk about my feelings on, on the Habanos Festival because it's an absolute travesty. It's a joke. It's, they should be embarrassed and ashamed of themselves. Well, the Partagas Festival, I'm sure, wasn't much better. Well, comparatively the, speaking, the Partagas I mean, Festival that was awful. It was, but I'm saying my point is that the the lunacy of this event inside these walls of these of these you know the Wednesday night event where they announced the Bolivar uh, new gold medal cigar was at, at El Deguito, okay. The Friday night event where they announced the Partagas uh, um, Linea the new uh, cigars that are coming from Partagas, three new cigars, which is kind of like the Monte Cristo Linea and the the Romeo y Julieta. Um, uh, what are the, what are those called? The Nobles and Dianas. Yes. Nobles Dianas. It's a it's an, a higher level regular production cigar than the than the normal stuff we're used to. Um, and they're blue banded, which they're is unusual ba- for Partagas. Yeah, it's a different color band on Partagas. Yeah. But you know, it's just it's a it's just a disgusting display of capitalism. Inside these, wow, you know, inside these walls where outside is just right. absolute um, wow. suffering. I mean, yeah. they can't provide food for their people, you know, and they're charging uh, people to come in and spend thirty two hundred and fifty dollars mm-hmm. for a week of events. Yep, yep. If you go to all of them, sure. that's how much it costs. Yeah, I mean, it's absolute lunacy. Yeah. How much was the dinner alone at the last dinner? So the dinner on Friday night was twelve hundred and fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. It's insane. It's it insane. Is. So the Bolivar event on wednesday night was 700 bucks and you got two cigars and it was standing room only the food was all on trays yeah um it was at el Liguito. i i was very disappointed that night um and then the only other event i did was the friday night gala event where they it was partagas themed yep. which i was excited to go to just because it was partagas and as as senator and we discussed going to the shop and and our feelings about partagas i mean mm-hmm. I was very excited to be there and try those new cigars. And I was in great company. Yeah. My table was wonderful. I was very happy uh, with the people I was around. But it's hard to ignore the lunacy wow. of, of, the, of this event. 
we experienced that in November, the first time you and I went, because the irony of what you That's experience the word. on a daily basis is it's really tremendous. And, you know, you grapple with that. Yeah. As you're enjoying this decadent meal and a glass of wine and a cigar that no one else in that country really is going to going to experience, it's you know I it's 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 it's, it's yeah. lunacy. I didn't see a single person in Cuba. No, they don't. A Cuban national smoking a cigar. No, because yeah. they can't afford it. It felt so odd that you know the cigars that are coming from Cuba and like not a single person was smoking smoking Cuban cigars. I gave I gave our host when we were leaving. I gave him five or ten cigars. And he had never had any of them. Yeah, wow. that's crazy. And I'm talking like regular production, like a Romeo Wide Churchill, a Partagas D4, a Hoyo Epi 2, a Bolivar Royal Corona. Like he'd never had any of these but that, cigars. But that's understandable. When you, got, when you make like $30 to $50 a month, <laughs> how are you going to afford a $20 cigar? You yeah. Can't. You just yeah. can't. No, but, and, and that's the comment on the lunacy of all this. I mean, the fact that, you know, when you go to New York, let's say you're in New York and you go to a fancy gala dinner that's expensive. The people who are serving you, the people who are are bussing your table, the people who are, you know, doing any sort of service type job there, when they go home at night, they could feed their family. Of course. They're not worried about feeding their families. The people who were bussing our tables at this event were no older than 15 years old. Oh, right? man. They were kids. They were children. Yes. And these people go home at night, and I don't know if they have food. They probably don't. They have to stand in line all day begging and hoping that they can put food on the table at night you know it's it's an absolute travesty and then to watch these people announce this new partagas line and they have this big kind of like taylor swift this big you know we're in a massive convention hall of thousands of people have paid for this event i can't imagine how much money they grossed on this event there's like a, a catwalk down the middle of the of the thing and they're you know they have choreographed dance and music and all these things and they're doing almost like Lion King. You know in Lion King when Rafiki holds up Simba? Like, like here's the new, the new Christ child yep. in the Lion Kingdom. Senator did that when uh, Senator <laughs> Jr. was born. <laughs> <laughs> I was there. Uh, they, were, they had a choreographed dance. I'm not kidding. They had a choreographed dance where 20 or 30 Cuban dancers held a box of the new Partagas cigars. And <laughs> did this symbol-like thing, like holding these new cigars up to the heavens, parading down this catwalk. It took like 10 minutes. And I'm just sitting there, and I'm, I can't help but think, like, I cannot wait to, the to talk to the guys about this on the podcast because it's such bullshit. It's such bullshit. Yeah. I, I was, like, embarrassed. It's embarrassing. It's hard to know what to say, really. I mean, because we are patrons of this cigar. We spend a lot of money on this Cuban product. Havana Sese is owned by the Cuban government. And China. And China. So we're, you know, it, there's a lot to think about there. Yeah. So the craziest part of the whole night, as you guys saw a thousand times from every other media source that was at this event, was the celebration of the big auction that they do every year. And this year was by far and away the craziest auction that they had, which was highlighted by this Cohiba humidor. I think it would have had 500 cigars in it that hammered for $4.4 million US, mm. which is just lunacy. 
to think about spending eight thousand bucks on a cigar. That's insane. And this demonstration of you know, it, yeah, I would never spend eight thousand on a cigar, <laughs> but I would happily smoke an eight thousand dollar cigar. <laughs> Me too. That, that's my budget for ten years. <laughs> Are you joking? You guys have spent. Uh, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> but I mean, it was it was crazy to be in the room. It's crazy to see the news reports on it. Yeah. You know, they raised eleven million dollars, boys, which is, of course, as you know, is going to the medical system of the Cuban people. Supposedly, yes, yes. Uh, I'm happy I was there, but. I don't know if I would go back. Well, you have mixed feelings as an American citizen, seeing what you see on the street and seeing what you see behind closed doors and decadent events like this. Yeah, it, yeah and, and forget it, as an American citizen. Just, I mean, as a global citizen. Yeah, yeah, I mean, of you course, can be that's from true. any country. That's I think right. That's right. What Giz is describing is is very valid in that, like, there's just this ridiculous kind of irony, and it's, it sounds like it's completely divorced from reality. Right. Of like, okay, we're we're doing this thing. It's supposed to be for this good aim. I mean, how much good are they really doing if right. there are all these people that are starving on the streets? And like, you know, it, it almost feels as though the five of us in a week there did probably more than this organization does in a calendar so year. That's yeah. a great point. And I think that's a great way to sum up this portion of the podcast where we will continue to go and we hope listeners go. And and you said so beautifully, Giz, a few recordings ago about the our Cuban trips. You go in the spirit of giving, not in the spirit of taking. Yep. So when you go, you support the people, you bring things to help the people. It's a tremendous gesture, and they love it and appreciate it. Yeah, and, and I think continue that, to do that. And I think that someone who's thinking about maybe going to the festival and spending thirty two hundred and fifty dollars on a week at that festival, the impact you can have with a quarter of that money, you know, hitting the Cuban people, you know, meeting Cuban people, helping Cuban people. That's the that's the magic of the trip. Sure. You know, and I'm glad I went, and I'm glad I could talk about it, and mm -hmm. like I said, be anonymous. Well, look, we had the you same know? feelings at the Partagas Festival as well. I mean, yeah. it was very expensive, very decadent, well, disappointing, think, right? But I think yeah. there's even a bigger point here that we're kind of arriving at, and that's like the beauty of this hobby in the sense that every experience that we have gushed about from this trip cost us nothing. Exactly. Right? That's true. And Giz and Bam are talking about an experience that they had to actually spend a lot of money to be a part of, and that brought the least enjoyment that's for true. them. Very true. And I think that's like what's so magical about, right? We talk about, you know, we can find a $7 cigar that can be so satisfying to us. You don't have to spend some crazy amount of money to have it. We talk about, obviously, the cigar being the great equalizer. It doesn't matter what your job is. doesn't matter how much money you have. If you're enjoying what you're smoking, that's what this is all about. And I think that that's what was so cool and refreshing and even a learning experience in Cuba of, you know, just talking about how content these folks are with so little. And I think all the experiences that I'm going to remember cost me nothing. Yeah. yeah. Right. It, Walking in the Partagas shop and yeah, Renee yeah, saying, yeah. I want you to be one of the first to sign the, the <laughs> guest book there. That cost us nothing. That was an experience. Sitting down with Roberto, a guy who's 80 something years old, a cardiologist has traveled the world more than any of us in this room, yeah. that costs us nothing. That I will never forget. And those That's what this is about. And those experiences are so much more valuable than anything that you and I got at either one of those uh, festivals. 100%. You know the smile on the and, kids uh, when you hand them the ball. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. You know, yeah. it's, it's just, it just makes you feel very happy. Personally, I don't think I'll ever go to another festival, but I'll go and I'll bring as much as I can. And it's like you said, Senator, when you let up the cigar, it all culminates in this habit 
the moment you light that cigar, you enjoy that $15, $20 cigar, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah. And to me now, when I light these cigars or I think about what we're smoking, I'm thinking about the people that we met. I'm thinking about the connections that we made. Yeah. The people we were able to help with so little. Yep. Who rolled um, it? Who rolled yeah. it? The people we yeah. met that roll it. Awesome. You know, it that that's the magic of it. So awesome. the Habanos Festival to me is a joke. And if you're going to Cuba, I wouldn't spend my money doing no, that. It's it's not recommended. Yeah. If you're going to bring I, that I don't money, donate that money. Yeah. Absolutely. Totally. But a agree. lot of people go to it. Yeah, well, you know, it's the industry, guys. It's a trade show. Yeah, leave it to the industry folks. That's fine for them, my opinion. But there's a lot of people who are not in the industry also go in. And they go every year. Yeah, no, you're right. The the two guys you're talking to right now, they went assuming that this would be maybe a life-changing experience. And And that's why we we paid that money to go to those. Well, I went to the Partagas and he went to the Cohiba. He went to both the Partagas and Cohiba. You know, we thought we would meet people that were like-minded and of a giving nature and it really didn't amount to that so for me i'm out right right i'm a shark i'm out (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) yeah how were the people dressed at the gala uh it was very formal sure it was a gala dinner yeah everybody had so we have to hear this now so gizmo what were you wearing oh black tie were you wearing a hoodie with buttons no i had a (laughs) hoodie with buttons no No, he had a t-shirt with the the, i was very well dressed i had a jacket and everything oh really yeah so at the Partagas Festival, he looked really dapper. I'll tell you, black button down, very appropriate senator for that type of an event. Now, black may not have been the right choice, but he had a great pair of jeans on, great shoes, and a great shirt. Well, he just oh. said formal. You can't wear jeans to a formal. Well, this no, is, no, no. This is Partagas. The Partagas, well, no. yeah. the Partagas Gala Dinner is not the Gala Dinner. The Habanos. Yeah. yeah, I had a button-down shirt on tucked in. I had a jacket, and I my button was open. I didn't what have a tie was, on. What color was your shirt? Uh, it was a white shirt. Well done. And it was black, black. Well it was done. a matching right. top and bottom. Oh. Nice taught shoes. him well. And your shoes? They were dress shoes. Black? Yeah. Very good. Semi, semi-boy. <laughs> <laughs> they were varnished, though. <laughs> they were varnished. They were definitely varnished. I varnished them. But yeah, you know, uh, Habanos Festivals, for me, I think it's going to be a one and done, but we'll mm-hmm. see. I like talking about it. I like reporting on it. Yeah. And I like telling the truth. That's cool. You know, I think there's a lot of media that celebrate this thing. No, absolutely. Unnecessarily, and I sure. don't think that we, uh, yeah, that's not my take. You know, I had a whole conversation with our uh, interpreter. Yeah? About f- people that he knows that right now at that very moment after our decadent dinner, you know, they didn't have food and they were struggling, and it's part of what happens there. But they're so resilient and happy, regardless of what they're going through, it's a sin for us to complain about our lives in any way. They are a happy community overall. They, they are. They oh, yeah. 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 They're very content. Yeah. But that's yeah. the thing. It goes back to like what made that trip special for us. It's because they define their life and their happiness based on their experiences, their interactions, the people that they're around. They don't define it based on how much they have. That's not what it's about. The same way that we talk about when we're going to these places, you know, we're not defining our experience by how many cigars did someone give us or did we find or get at these places? I mean, we came back with very few cigars, in fact. that's That wasn't the purpose of the trip. No. All the experiences we had, it was the people we met, the interactions, the experiences. That's that's what makes it. Absolutely. Yeah. Love it. So that's the Habanos Festival, Partagas Festival, and the shops. What a great trip to Cuba, boys. Yeah. And uh, I can't wait to go back and I'm have happy, many, many more I'm of these stories. I'm very happy to have experienced that with everyone in this room. Yeah, I'm Same. glad that we did it. It was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Couldn't have been better. Brothers yeah. in arms, lizards in Cuba. 
How do you, you can't beat that. Great, great experience. Yeah. And I think it just affirms, I mean, anyone who considers himself a lizard and listens to this podcast, you love Cuba. I mean, yeah. there's no other way yeah. to put it. Yeah. yeah. And if you go with the right mentality, like we've talked about so many times, if you go down there, not expecting no lush, you know, no, accommodations no, no. and go in the spirit of giving. Exactly. That's you're yeah. golden. Yep. And you get back so much in return. Yeah. All right, boys. So uh, we're coming to the end of the evening here, the end of the Monte Cristo at Mundo. What are you guys thinking on this thing? Uh, I got to say, I'm about an inch away. I'm still enjoying this cigar. Me too. It's, it's quite delicious. It's very pleasant. It stayed like mild to medium. Mm. It didn't. It didn't really pick up in strength. And no sharp edges. No sharp edges. Yeah. yeah. Construction was great. Combustion was fantastic. I yeah. have to admit, the last minute pairing works. It was. It's, it's working well. I'm on my second glass. Yeah, the High West did well. Yeah. I'm going to have a little bit more. There you go. Um, but I'm very happy with it. It'll, and, it'll uh, make know, my friends very happy to hear that. Kind of like Senator <laughs> said. I mean, a, a double rye, expecting that a double rye was going to go well with a Cuban cigar mm. um, was a surprise. And yeah. it, it was a really nice pairing tonight. Sure. Worked. Yeah. I'm Are glad you, we did this, Dick, because I've been very aggressively opposed to the um, Petit Edmundo. Not that it's a bad cigar. I just think it, people really acclaim it as a great cigar. For my palate, it, it's never quite struck me that way. Maybe with a lot of age, different story. I don't think I've had a heavily aged one. But this cigar, all the way through, um, just really enjoyable. Not the most complex stick, uh, but for what it is, very good. Pagoda, did you find that it, it built in body as you get closer to the end? Uh, for me, it did. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. I But... It was still mild to medium, but, mm. you know, I, I did uh, really enjoy the pleasant feeling, you know, very milk chocolatey, very uh, comfortable, yeah. very easy smoke, um, meaning the construction was great, of course, the combustion was great. And I, you know, for me, I the more and more I think about cigars, I often think that uh, the combustion really also adds to the value, at least when I smoke cigars. And uh, for me, for a Cuban, I thought this was very, very... Uh, I think this Very cigar good. would also fit in just like a QD50 in the morning. Yeah, it's a morning. Yeah, a morning cup, to a cup afternoon. of coffee after breakfast, maybe. Yeah, breakfast. I agree with that in flavor profile. It's a little too long for me for a morning smoke. Like a traditional Robusto is as long of a morning smoke as I typically would want, mm -hmm. like a D4 I love in the morning. Um, so that's my only thing. But flavor profile-wise, yeah. I 100% agree. Saturday, Saturday morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it would be nice with a cup of coffee. Yeah. Oh, it'd yeah. be great, I think. Yeah. Because the QD50 for me is a little light. I think I'd, I'd actually like this with a an espresso. That, that QD50 in the, the morning. The QD50 has more flavor than this cigar. It, it does. I would put that just above. I would put it Promise above you. this. Yeah. Did we rate He's that right. cigar? We have not. We got to do that cigar. We haven't tried it yet. Yeah. Yeah. Because we've done the Coronas Claro. And we've done the QD50, but we haven't. I say that because the, the QD50 is firmly medium. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We've done the 54, not the 50. Yeah. Yeah. Right. we got to do the 50. Yeah. All right. So you guys ready to do the formal liquor rating on the high west Yeah. double rye? Yep. All right, Bam Bam, you're up. I am going to go with a, an eight. Eight. You know, it's easy drinking. I didn't try it without the ice. Senator did, and he cringed a little bit. So, I, But I think after the ice went in, it just it, the sweet notes came out, easy to drink. Really nice flavor. I think it went great with the cigar. Good pairing. Okay. Yeah. Pagoda. I think it matched uh, with the cigar pretty well. Uh, it did go, uh, you know, with the ice, it was pretty smooth, except for, um, as like uh, I think Bam mentioned earlier, 
It's not a pagoda sip. It's not a, yeah. With that, you <laughs> do get a little bit of harshness. But having said that, you know, I've been between a seven and eight, seven and eight. You know, I'll give it an eight. There because I've enjoyed the cigar so much and the pairing so much. Mm. Yeah. Senator. Uh, this is easier than I thought. I'm I'm in lockstep with these guys. I'll give it an eight. I think um, even when I had this neat, it wasn't overly aggressive. No. It just had a bit of a bite. Mm. Um, but with ice, it really opens up in a nice way. I like the kind of sweet finish that worked well with the cigar. And the price point, honestly, is absurdly good. I mean, it is. for $30, it's not easy to find a quality spirit at that price point. And I think that this definitely classifies as that at that price point. That's true. Yeah, that's how much you get like a drink in, in the city nowadays. Yeah, <laughs> one, one drink. drink. One drink. It's ridiculous. For that, I think it should be a 15. But I haven't said that. You it's know. true. <laughs> so I, I w- I'm between a 7 and 8. I, I was, you know... Uh, having not considered price but considering the price is 32 bucks it's definitely an eight for that value wow now if it was this if is... it was 60 or 70 oh yeah i, I think it, i'd put it at a six or seven yeah but at 32 bucks i always factor in value i definitely think it's an eight awesome awesome yeah. look at this bear 8.0 oh, 8.0 bam look it. at you my lord <laughs> 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 all right so we've come to the end of the monte cristo edmundo tonight you guys ready to do the uh, formal lizard rating on it? All right. Brewster, you're up. Yeah. It's an eight. <laughs> Ocho. Ocho. So it's also an eight for me. I, I think that, um, you know, I don't know if I gave the money to an eight or a nine. I think I'd place that at a nine. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, for as much as you smoke that, I'd hope you gave yeah, it a nine. Yeah, but the one yeah. that we did on the pod, I don't remember what, what I rated it. Uh, but this is definitely an eight for me. No, you gave it a nine. Yeah. This I is definitely an eight. Um Definitely performed better than the Monty One, no question. And then the Monty 1935 that we did uh, very early on in the podcast, that cigar was yeah. phenomenal. phenomenal. The Linea, yeah. The Linea, yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah, that was great. So, um, yeah, eight for me. Huh? Senator. I'm also at an eight. Um, I'm just glad the Edmundo line, this has finally given me something that I'd be interested in smoking again. Um, the only things that precluded it from a nine or a ten um, I think it's a very straightforward cigar. I, I would not say it's a complex cigar, but it's a very enjoyable one. Young, I'm amazed that I never, at any point really in smoking it, felt that I got a ton of rough edges or ammonia. So it's I, I especially appreciate when you can smoke a cigar young and enjoy it and enjoy it even more as it ages. So um, it's firmly innate. Definitely recommend for me. Okay, Pagoda. Same here. I think I've enjoyed the cigar more than I thought I would. Um, very simple though, very easy smoke. I think uh, even when you get friends over and we've not really got into cigars, I think this could be an easy one to present to them as well. That's a great point. Yeah, we didn't talk about that. That's excellent. It really, it really, really is. Point. Yeah. And and what's the price point on these? If they're right know. around twenty bucks. Yeah. All right. No, that's absolutely fair. Then I, I think it's a it's a definite eight for me. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, if you've got guests over, if you want to give them a Cuban, this is a good cigar to hand them. Yeah. I'm, I'm at an eight as well. I'm at an eight. It's an enjoyable cigar. I've had five of these before. I've got a bunch at home. They weren't always very memorable to me, but when I had them, I liked them. I just don't think about it often enough, but it's a good cigar. Yeah. Eight. Well, that's the eight. thing. I think it's like, it's not the most complex. So it's not something maybe you wake up the next morning thinking about. Yeah. But, uh, and I love Pagoda's point. I mean, Someone at any stage in their kind of smoking journey would appreciate this cigar. 
You can give this to a novice. You can give it to someone who's experienced. And it slots in at a number of different points during the day. I mean, we're mm-hmm. smoking this in the evening, saying it's mild, medium. That's in strength, but there is flavor. Yeah. It's not like this and is so flavor. light in flavor that flavor. you couldn't enjoy this in the evening. So I love the versatility of it, too. It's it's very versatile. And I think your point of the lack of complexity, that's not a negative thing, but it's something that doesn't linger in your mind, where a very complex cigar, I happen, I think about that for weeks after I have it. Yeah. Yeah. But a great cigar tonight. So that's an 8.0, boys, for the Monte Cristo Edmundo. It does make me want to try the double Edmundo now because I haven't had that. Um, I think I don't know. I don't know what the size on that is. I'd have to look, but I'm sure Roosters had it. Yeah, I, I definitely want to try it. Have you had that cigar, Rooster? Yeah. And what's what? What is that? How does that compare to this? It's double the pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a six- I was about to say double the size <laughs> because I double the pleasure. I like that. So it's a sixteen. I like that. <laughs> I like it a lot. You know, and the other the other thing too is I think what's interesting about what Pagoda said is not only for uh, folks who are novice to expert smokers who smoke a lot, but I think also people who prefer a lighter cigar versus a stronger cigar. It kind of I think serves a lot of those folks. Maybe not second, third, fourth cigar of the night, but if you're giving this, so I think this would work in a room full of people that want to try a Cuban. I think this is a perfect fit. Good point. Um, for that, you know, for the cigar, I think it's perfect for the anyone. And who has any kind of preference, mild, medium, or full? Yeah, I must say for a short Monty, I love the Media Siglo. Is it Media Siglo? Media, Media, it's Media, the Media Corona. Media Corona. Yeah. That, you, I had it this morning. Dude. Fantastic. You, really? and I, you and I love that cigar. I like that. I, got, I want to bring one for Senator. Someone's got to share I mean, I Bam Bam has the corner, the market cornered on, on Monte do. Cristo. I'm it looking does. at Rooster right now. I'm looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great little cigar. Is that what size is that? Is it close to the half Corona? It's exactly the same size as the half Corona. Really? Yeah. Oh, and we need it, to try that. It's a different. You, you fl- see what's happening, Senator? It's a Do you different. see what's happening? It's different. It's different. Like the up. And We're half waiting. Co- You're all keeping right. secrets, bougie Bam. No, I'm bougie. Yeah, <laughs> I think. And also, a wait, I don't no. have Connoisseur Corner over there. He's bougie. <laughs> You're there. <laughs> <laughs> You've been there for I a while. Now. You know what? That warms my heart. <laughs> and also the petite number two. I've never had that. That's a good cigar. That I've had to try. I've had that. that See, now he's more bougie than I am. (laughs) I don't have that. (laughs) You might. (laughs) I don't. All right, boys. So an excellent trip to Cuba again. This was a wonderful uh, experience with you guys. As Bam said, I'm so glad we got to experience it together and tell these stories. Um, I hope you uh, listeners out there enjoyed our uh, recap over these last four Cuba When are we going back? That's a good question. Good question. We have to figure that out. We'll let everybody know. Can't wait. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So an 8.0 for both the High West Double Rye out of uh, Utah, which is crazy. Yeah. And the Monte Cristo Edmundo. Haven't been many pairings that scored evenly like that. Yeah. It's, cool. uh, it, it, it was a good match. It's, it's a good sign. It was a great good match. Night. Yeah. Yeah. All right, boys. Excellent night. We'll see you all next week. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for joining us. You can find our merch store and ratings archive at our brand new website, loungelizardspod.com. That's loungelizardspod.com. Don't forget to leave us a rating and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you have any comments, questions, if you want to reach out, say hello, tell us what you're smoking, email us, hello at loungelizardspod.com. You can also find us on Instagram at loungelizardspod. We really appreciate your time and we'll uh, we'll see you next week.